Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mutants, marvels, monsters, morlocks, and chuds, this is the Set in Stone Podcast. Hey guys, we're back. That's right. Uh, it's been a long ass time since I did an episode, but um, hopefully we'll get things picking up. Um, I have Steve do a couple of... Uh, fill-in intros and whatnot, just whatever we can do to get the podcast going. But this episode uh, is very late, but still really awesome. Uh, this is the uh, first of what I hope to be many interviews with uh, my good friend Harrison Wood. At the time of this recording, uh, we had met a couple times, hung out a couple times. Uh, this is last year in uh, late September, I believe. And uh, this is right before we went to... Uh, Stanley's Kamikaze uh, in late October, early November. Uh, this is actually kind of a, a real getting-to-know-you-as-a-friend type of situation. And um, it was just a lot of fun. Like, this is the type of guy that I love talking to because you can throw out names like Dan Green and uh, Rick Leonardi, and he knows exactly who I'm talking about. He can, you know, one-up the conversation. Uh, so much knowledge about Tomlin. It, it's pretty ridiculous how his just encyclopedic knowledge of not just Spider-Man alone, which is <laughs> otherworldly, but uh, just uh, other things in general. It's just, it, he's just so much fun, and it's one of the funniest uh, interviews I've done, I think, at least to date. Like, I, I so much, it's just fun. It's just a lot, a lot of fun. So I'm going to stop rambling, and I hope you guys enjoy it, because I know I did. Uh, So here we are, issue eight of the Set in Stone podcast. Yeah, my dad was never into comic books. Not really, like, like peripherally. I'm sure it was on his radar somewhere, but... Yeah, that's how I got into comics. My dad showed me all his old ones. He didn't have a whole lot, but he had a decent collection of comics. Yeah. Some old school Daredevil, some old school Spider-Man from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, my older brother did that. He's, uh, I guess the big thing at the time was like Claremont's X-Men. Like uh, yeah. when Sylvester was on it, and The Brood, and I guess the Dave Crockham too, but... Dave Crockham, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, he would hang out on his walls like this, like, Untouchable thing, like your Indiana Jones, and you gotta sneak in, <laughs> open the wall, take, take the push pins out, and not push them into the book or the board, but into the bag again. And just all those great covers, like the Wolverine screaming as a turning uh, into the road, yeah. and or brood, what you call it. I've got the, uh, I've got Indiana Jones number one and two. That's pretty cool. Uh, who did that? I think it was Marvel, but I mean, who drew that? Uh, I think Burton did the layouts, and then somebody else did finished art. Okay, because I want to say Adam Hughes, um... I know John Byrne did the first two, one and two, at least. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was, uh... It was weird, because he didn't do the cover. Like, Terry Austin did the cover for issue one. But he was the guy that always inked Byrne when Byrne did the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. But he did the cover for Indiana Jones number one, but Byrne did, like, the layouts. And I can't I always liked, I always liked Austin, um... Above anybody, anybody else. Yeah. Like, especially when they hit, like, the Hellfire Club. Oh, yeah. That was, like... Great, dude. Like, the, uh, like it was just a... I always... 
remember, like, a shot of Wolverine looking, like, away from camera and then pointing to yeah. the camera. Yeah. And, like, you could see all the little hairs on his arm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, that's, <laughs> that's, awesome, <laughs> that's where it's at. I know exactly what I've got all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've seen all that stuff, but like I think I picked up some of it in classic X Men. Yeah, which is at one point was the only way you could get that. Stuff. I got a lot of classic X Men. I'm trying to fill in the ones. So, yeah, uh, some of them were kind of like shocking because they get like a different cover cover artist. Yeah, like they did like Steve Light for a long time did cover oh, art for them. Yeah, on the classic X Men. Yeah, and then even Joe Mad did some of them. And you're like, wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I think I only got it up to, like, I've got one all the way up through, I think, just after Burn left. So I got all the original Cockrum ones, the Elf Burn ones, the Dark Phoenix, and I think I got, like, maybe ten more issues after that. Nice. Yeah, I picked up some. Um, but they never reprinted Days of Future Past. <sighs> Yeah, no, I think that at a certain point they stopped. They're like, hey, we're catching up with ourselves. Well, no, they just skipped it. Oh, they did? Yeah, they really? <laughs> skipped it. They went from issue 139 or 140 to uh, 142 or 143, yeah. Skipped it. <laughs> 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 they reprinted everything. Yeah, I remember that. Got pieces. Yeah, we're recording already. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, no, I, I love just, just getting comfortable, you know what I mean, talking oh, to yeah. each other. It's like I said, you don't listen to podcasts because you know that every time it's a podcast starts, it's just people talking. Yeah, and then I go, "Are we recording?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, yeah, I didn't know. You're like, "When are we going to start?" No, it's, it's cool. You're wasting wow. time, James. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they they skipped it because they said something about the continuity. Or I don't know. I, just, oh. I thought it was crap. So I time traveled. I thought it was crap. So I had to. Claremont doesn't that. recognize that story anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Like he hates, he doesn't like that story. Like, I don't know. He's like somehow he felt it was less to work or something, or like, it's like, oh yeah, it's just like it's it. For me, it's like one of those like, like this is what comics could be. There's only you know? two issues. Yeah, but it's also like 141, 142. It's like it's like you can go there, you know. Before it's just like villain of the week or maybe a little story arc here and there. Well, they did the Dark Phoenix saga before that. Yeah. Well, but, but that didn't involve like time travel and alternate futures. Oh yeah. And, they never had that. They had that super long where Magneto took him into the volcano and then they escaped and it took like, what, eight issues for them all to get back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, they went all around the world to like Scotland and Japan and the Wolverine met Mariko. Or, yeah, yeah. And Alpha Flight. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. that uh, the Mariko issue the other day with um, Sunfires in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been picking up uh, wherever I can find them in, like, the like dollar bins, the quarter bins, um, the old Sylvester run of Wolverine, uh-huh. Larry Hama. And it's just, like, it's just really cool stuff. It's just, like, lots of action. It's, it's real, uh, I'm going to say, noir compared to, like, a lot of other books at that time. Like, Sylvester was, like, I don't know if it was him or Dan Green doing the inks. Just lots of shadow. Dan Green like, was great anchor. He, yeah. I got a Spider-Man. I think he inked for Rita Jr. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he did him. He did um, Dan Jurgens for a while on Captain America. He, uh, Dan Green also did uh, Andy Kubert on oh. Captain America. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, he also did um, Rick Leonardi when he did Uncanny. Rick Leonardi. I love Leonardi. 
He did some cool stuff. His Spider 2099 is like my favorite stuff he's ever done. Well, that, I remember when I, saw, when I first saw him on the, he did Amazing Spider-Man 253. Mm-hmm. It was the issue right after they came back from the Secret Wars and he had the black costume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. It's like, wow. It's like, it's like, it's so, and it, it was back to Rod Friends. Rod Friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those like old school guys that, you know, you give him props because he's been around a long time and he's had staying power and he's consistent, unlike a lot of people. But it's also, like, it's like, I don't know, I feel like he was just kind of like quasi Kirby. I don't know, I liked his, uh, I liked the Spider Man stuff he did. Oh, no, it's, it's good, it's yeah. good. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> back in the work, it's just some artists feel like they, they kind of like, I don't know, the house style. Like, yeah. they, like, once they adapt that, they keep adapting that. You know, like, yeah. I think they pulled in Andy Kubert, um, uh, on X-Men after Jim Lee because like I think it's part Legacy part uh, uh, Jim Lee feel like it had that 90s not too big thing. of a jump from yeah not too big of a stuff it's not like going from uh, like uh, Jim Lee Jim Lee to Ringo <laughs> <laughs> or like, Daniel Clouds or something like yeah. that <laughs> or Mike Allred uh, yeah like they, didn't they do that too, for X-Works they went from Will Spitazio to Mike Allred I, I think so I'm yeah that was a bit of a joke I was like wow that that where we're going? That was back in the 90s when Warren Ellis took over for all the books. Uh, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember some stuff in the 90s. Image first came out. Yeah. Jay Scott Campbell was on uh, Gen 13. Yeah. And that contest winner. Scott uh, Clark. Oh, yeah. Him and, him and uh, Jay Scott Campbell did the, was it number one or number zero issue? No, number one. Him and, yeah, because like, uh, Scott Campbell did all the flashback stuff and Scott Clark did all the current oh. stuff. Yeah. It's like the Stormwatch when they, well, I forget what issue they got to, but they jumped ahead and went to issue 25. Yeah. And then, it's like, here's the future. To, yeah. <laughs> it's like, our days of future past. It's like, this is cool. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of want to try something like that with the book. Like, you're like issue 9, then like issue 50. And then you yeah, like, what like, happened to all to, these yeah. characters? And you either keep going or like you have like a bunch, like a second series of like what happened. You know yeah, what yeah I, mean? I thought that, I was, I think I was like a freshman at the University of Washington when that came out. It was, it was awesome. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I did 24-hour comics day in 2007 with a bunch of guys in Spokane, Washington, uh, when I lived in Seattle. And uh, I did this 24-page comic, but it was like a time loop thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you went back in time, and then at the, the first page was of the book, of the story was the same as the last page. Yeah. So it was a, it was a complete loop. <laughs> <laughs> did you just copy the page, or did you just have to redraw it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been 22 hours of time. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the same page. You just got <laughs> on a ring and it just flips around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've been recording for a little bit. So we should probably introduce you. Oh, yeah. Right. Let people know who you are. My name is Harrison Wood. Harrison Wood. Yes. Originally from Seattle. Now I'm here in Las Vegas. And, uh. Super Bowl champ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. I love that. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> you don't understand. If you go to his page, you, uh, you'll see watching, that. I've been watching these guys since they couldn't win anything. <laughs> like, I, when I'm I, uh, basking in that glow. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, I followed, I, I don't know why, uh, if my dad was like a big football fan, he's like, you have to have a team. I was like, okay, my brother chose the Bears because the, the Super Bowl oh. shuffle had just come out. Oh, like, I remember that album. In 85, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just chose the Dolphins because I like the colors. My dad's like, your mom's from Miami. Or not Miami, but uh, Florida. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's for her then. <laughs> I 
and they had just been finished their run, like Marina. Yeah. Oh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino yeah. just not won the Super Bowl, but it was like the height of their. I remember that. They lost to San Francisco. Yeah. I don't remember that. I watched the ESPN highlights. Wait, <laughs> 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 Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> Lace up. Love that too, though. <laughs> but like, I guess that was like the, the end of their, their highlight. I mean, they did all right a little bit. After yeah, that. I think they beat the Seahawks in the playoffs that year, actually, yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. They beat Seattle in the AFC Championship, and then Seattle wasn't any good after that ever until, like, 2005. <laughs> now, we went to the playoffs in 2003 as a wild card and lost to Pittsburgh because Matt Hasselbeck threw an interception. <laughs> oh. You know that you just lost, like, yeah. 80% of my audience? <laughs> okay. All six of them? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but after after I, I moved out and my dad wasn't there to watch football with me, I just stopped watching it. It's one of those, like, no, I mean, like it, I, I think the last game I watched was when I think it was the Ravens was a new team and they won the Super Bowl. Oh, like that that yearly just something. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Yeah, see, my dad played football <laughs> like in college, high school, college, and even professionally. Um, he played for the Minnesota Vikings, so I like, grew up around football and I <laughs> mostly it's a great game. It's like chess; you play out with real people. And yeah, awesome. I think I played drama in it, it's intensity and. I think I played more chess than I did football. <laughs> it's the same thing. Football well, I mean, has real people. You but, linemen, but like my dad would like turn football on, and then like while the game was on at the halftime, or whatever, he's like, "Alright, let's play a game of chess." Oh, and you have these like porcelain figures you put on a table and try to play a game. And I think I won maybe one or two out of like ninety, a hundred games that we played. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At one point, you're just like, "I don't care. Would you just beat me?" <laughs> Yeah. I like chess. I, I should. I wish I'd have played it more, but I mean, I like watching football because it's kind of like chess. You know, yeah. you got your pawns, you got your receivers in the brook. It's all the king. Strategy. They can move the head. Yeah, yeah. And you got you know, you're trying to outwit the defense. It's awesome. You know, I played in high school and then not so much after that. Just like flag football teams and stuff. But yeah, you know, I, I like to do that. You know, I haven't thrown football around in years. Like uh, my dad and I used to do it on Thanksgiving when I come over. But now he's, you know, he's getting up there. It's not like old, but he's also just like, you're not a child anymore. <laughs> he's like, you're older than I am when I had you, you know. I uh, play football all the time. Like, I, I, play football, I like playing I play it, too. I used to throw the ball, like, all the time. My brother and I would throw the ball back and forth all the time. And my brother actually played college football. Yeah. But, uh, you know, him and I have been throwing even those two kids, you know, if I wasn't drawn, I was throwing the football with my brother. <laughs> those are two things I did when I was a kid. Sounds like in the next comic con, we need to go to a hotel parking lot and just throw a football. Oh, definitely, <laughs> did, actually. Uh, hopefully, I can still throw the 50 yard bomb. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not looking years. for anything impressive. I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to relive memories here. So. There you go. <laughs> Will you be my dad? <laughs> Probably not. My daughter's already a <laughs> Well, you would have had to have been like 10. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, happy birthday! Thank birthday. You. you probably yeah. said so online. I'm pretty sure I said that Facebook told me about it. Then I said, <laughs> "You're like who?" I try oh, to him. make sure I say happy birthday to all the people Facebook. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> the people who don't have to find out late. Yeah, I got to go back a couple days. Like, when you put your birthday up, it's like yeah. I'm 50. And I go. There you go. Yeah. That's why you don't have, if you don't have your birthday on Facebook, that's why I didn't say happy birthday. <laughs> um, Although I do have a bad habit of like, I'll be at the table drawing. Yeah. Uh, I'll be doing it for like, like if I'm in the, like a groove, I call it. Just go page after page after page. 
or just doing a lot of penciling and penciling, and it's like, oh, well, one o'clock, didn't even turn the computer on, or check my phone. My, my phone will give me notifications. Of, I do the same thing, except for sometimes I forget to eat. <laughs> I do the <laughs> right same thing, yeah. yeah. Six hours at a time, and uh, I'll... Uh, I'll end up uh, having to uh, <laughs> eat at 12.30 at yeah, night or one of the morning. Well, you know, I'll start at 10 a.m. some days, and then, like, 5 o'clock news is coming on. I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> so I end up uh, having to having to remind myself to take breaks and eat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll – yeah. If I, I hit a good run of pages to get done, I'll do five or six in a day, but – if I can, but I'll just go till, like, almost done up sometimes, especially if it's on the weekend. Like, yeah. my body knows not to stay up too late normally during the week, but... See, if I didn't have to be on the radio on the weekends, I would do that exact same thing. But, yeah, I still work, as of right now, we recorded this, I still work <laughs> 22 hours a week at a radio station out here. Yeah. But, you know, and then I spend the rest of the, I spend another 20, 30 hours a week drawing, and reading comics and trying to stay up with what's new so I can yeah I think I'm I'm more like 10 to well, well let's see <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what time I should get home and then actually start drawing like most of it's like from like like 8 to midnight so yeah. 4 times 5 so you're at home at night I mean two, yeah. of, the, two so, of the days I work at the radio station I don't go in the station till 11 o'clock at night I'm there all night till 5 yeah yeah and I sleep all day, and then I get up and start drawing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't always do that when I on my days off. I'm, a lot of days I'm just uh, either I have to go out and do something, uh, like there'll be an uh, ACC event or something like that. I try to draw there, but I can't do like page work there. It's just yeah, it's just like too much going on. I mean, it, it's better. To, I mean, it's nice to have that socialness. Yeah, out talking to friends. And oh, developing stuff. Like, I, you know, between. The hours I spend in a radio studio and sitting in front of a drawing table, it's like, there's nobody <laughs> else there. <laughs> I'm by myself almost all day. So I yeah. love getting out and going to events and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, but like I spend every day with the same, like, eight or nine people at work. And it's just like, you guys must have such a close-knit community. It's like, have we are, there. but it's also like, you ever hang out with the same nine people? Yeah, but see, nine to ten hours a day, every day, with, dude. I, I, when I'm at the radio station, I'm there by myself. No, I know. <laughs> but you know what? We're we're, the guy that's we're artists, the introverts, and I'd almost prefer that. Like yeah. I get sit up all night just drawing with nobody around. I'll turn on podcasts or I'll turn on the, um, like something on Netflix or yeah. or whatever. Oh, I've made that show playing in the background. Mystery Science Theater. Listening to TV while you're working. Yeah, on <laughs> I'll turn on Mystery Science Theater and just listen to that. And, uh, it, it, but, uh, but, you know, it's like, there's always so much you can learn about a person after, you know, working with them for six years. Oh, the same yeah. eight people. <laughs> you know, I can wear you down you know. And then, I mean, that's why I like comic books, because you get to be all the characters. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. My abs look good today. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, mm. they see you put your, yourself into your, uh, your characters. I'm like, I guess a little bit. And he goes, what part of you is that fat black guy? <laughs> like, I don't think well, that. I don't think that is, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a fat man in all of this? I don't try to put people that I know in comics and stuff. I think that's cool. Put them in the background. 
Yeah. Uh, my brother and I would start dad in one of the books. Oh, this cool. is a joke. Well, I thought it was a joke in the first issue. I was like, oh yeah, so just threw him in there. It's some type of the complete opposite of who he is. This womanizing kind of like, hey, lady, <laughs> like, like the <laughs> Yeah, but like not successful. Like he just sits down to some girl at a diner. He's like, he's like, hey, baby, how's it going? How's your day? Oh man, my day was crazy. You know, like eating the food, and she's just like, and then her boyfriend walks up. He's like, who's this? And she's like, I don't know. He just sat down and started talking. And then he beats him up, and you know, complete opposite of who my dad is. My dad's just so laid back. And then the next thing I know, we get, I get scared for issue two, and he shows up again. Like, what's happening? I thought it was a joke. <laughs> now, five issues so later, and he's still in there. Yeah. We want him in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I've never put my dad in the book. I probably should, though, since he passed away a couple of years ago. I've got yeah. many pictures of him, but uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll put him in the book. Yeah. Put uh, him in there in the background. <laughs> Hall of Presidents. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was one of the presidents. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find something. President would. It'll hit me at the right moment, you know, yeah. when I'm writing or drawing. Or I'll find uh, I'm kind of a writer to throw it in there if somebody else is writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a good thing about doing it all yourself. You can just kind of throw that stuff in there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I liked, um, like, with Gemini Storm, I'd do it with another writer, but with this Anunnaki book, it was, like, all my idea. So mm-hmm. I, I, I did most of the writing. I got this guy, Woody Arnold, who co-wrote it with me. He helped out with some dialogue and some of the stuff, but, you know, I'm ultimately the one drawing it, so it's <laughs> <laughs> the way that I want it to look. So Nice. Um, but, yeah, no, and that's, what, that's what I liked about it. It was like I had a lot more creative control. I mean, I got creative control with Gemini Storm, but as long as I stick to the script. Yeah. Well, you know, with this story, it was my story. I knew exactly where it was headed. I knew where it was going, beginning, middle, and end. You know, I'd been researching and writing and working on it for over five years before I put pencil to paper to draw a picture of it. So yeah. I, I knew okay, I can take this out, and I can move this around, and I, I can draw it and make it come out how I want it to come out. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same thing with, um, uh, I literally forgot the name of my book. Chain, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, chain Reaction and Conquest. Wow. I just literally, chain Reaction, I'm, by the all way, pretty dope. Blood of my like brain that. just drained up. But, like, you know, conquest that I do with my brother, and I have taste over the story and how it develops and uh, page layouts. You know, my brother's like, I want this to happen. You know, he's like, I want somebody to be in a ship and on a harness and grab somebody and fly away. Like, well, anybody else would do that in, like, a couple panels. I did all in one kind of, uh, it's like a stroke. You see the far ship, somebody in the back, and then in the mid-ground, it's closer shot. And then, like, kids are grabbing the guy, and then in the further corner, it's just decent feet. You know what I mean? Anybody else would have just done a ship and then somebody hanging and then grab. You know what I mean? <laughs> they done it the easy way instead of trying to draw four or five pages. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do what you know. Yeah. Ultimately, you think is best for the story. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I have leave li- your hands and then it's gonna go to you know. Yeah, I have, I have liberties to chain reaction, and the writer gives me a lot of leeway because he knows what yeah, I'm but gonna do. But I still have to perfect yeah. his story. Yeah, I'm doing like, this Deacon 100 story now, and it's written by. Uh, let me get this right. Walter Jerry Wright. Cause I said Walter White one time. <laughs> he, he's like, no, it's close. But uh, yeah, Walter Jerry Wright. He's writing this story, Deacon 100. And, um, it's like a 92 page one shot. You know, I'm up to page like 61. There's not a whole lot of liberties with the story, but what I do have liberties with is with the storytelling. Yeah. And I mean, I have liberties to take panels away, make it more panels if I need to. You know, I've had that establishing shots. You know, just I've got artistic. Yeah, like right, and 
how I tell the story, but it has to be the exact same story, and the dialogue's not going to change, you know, and it's going to be how he wants it, and it yeah. should be. It's his story, and he wrote yeah. it, but I just think with chain reaction, like, I'll get a page to, like, 11 panels? Really? And you want action <laughs> in, like, six of them? Yeah. You, gotta, you either get the action or you get the talking yeah, heads. That's one or the other. You're creative, yeah. You're yeah. talking heads, <laughs> one big action shot, and a bunch of talking heads. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I mean, I've had I've had some, you know, things like that. He wants nine panels on some pages, and I think that's too much, but he thinks it's not. So. Yeah, he's like, well, like, one page in Cherry Action, and a new one to come up. Like, uh, two boys walk into the room, the dad grabs the pizza. These are all separate panels. Uh, the mom goes to the fridge, mom pulls out a picture of drinks, you know, um, a, shot of, a shot of the kitchen and everybody in it. And I'm like, I could just show the two kids in the foreground walking in, the dad and then the mom, all doing that, all that same thing in one panel. How does that work? And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes much work. And there's only, like, maybe two dialogue balloons at most. <laughs> you gotta do what's, yeah, you got to do what's right for the story. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's like if I tell my brother, he's like, I want a guy to, uh, you know, run, jump, punch, talk to somebody, and then bang down or something. And I'm, I'm just exaggerating, but uh, not very much. And I was like, <laughs> you, that's just panel one, right? So like, <laughs> how about he just jumps in that panel and hits somebody, and then he bends down in the next panel. How about, you know, just, just draw it and send it to him and be like, <laughs> I did a Robert Downey Jr. Look at them, nod, say, yes, I understand, and then just do whatever you, you want. Draw it how you think it's supposed to be, and you send it to him, and nine times out of ten, the guy's going to go, wow, that's awesome, yeah. that's great. It's like, and that's why you're doing that job, because he's not a visual storyteller, and you are. And yeah. you got to do what's best for the story, always. And, you know, I've been learning that more and more. It's not always about, like, I mean, it's about good art and fancy art, but it's, it's you know. It's, it's about getting the job done. Yeah, it's about telling a story. From a, get from point A to point B in an easy, fluid way. Yeah. You know, and make it make sense. <laughs> hopefully entertaining and artistically different. Yeah. Yeah. Or I get the other side where my brother looked at the layout and goes, yeah, they look great. And I start drawing out the pencils and, like, where's that? What's that? When did that happen? Oh, I like, you will oh. okay, though, some now. <laughs> Something like, yeah. We work on it together. Like we go on Skype and if you do a screen share, it's like, all right, so this happens and this happens. And I just do thumbnail and we see it and I'm like, how's that? But of course, this has to be elaborate. Every character has to be a different color because he can't tell the difference between the lines. Oh uh, yeah. A thumbnail, he can't just see like a smiley face with an S and go, that scepter. You know? <laughs> What's he doing? Like it's almost like drawing a mini comic before I draw the comic. That's good though. I mean, it, it, it helps with the layout. Great. It helps yeah. with the layout. It helps to get the clear. But it's still like I can get so much more done with just doing some gesture drawings. Like yeah. that guy. Like I put a name and a little arrow. Even that, he's just like I don't know. You gotta be. Able to, <laughs> yeah, it's. it's I mean, if I change the though. color from one character to another from another page, oh, he was <laughs> like that. That same guy. <laughs> I'm like, I drew the whole character. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Artist problems. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think all those things are good for the process. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna come out how it's gonna come out, and you gotta move on to the next page. And yeah, I know. 10, yeah. 15, 20, 30, 50 more pages after that. I mean, even yeah. now, I'm like, I want to go back and redo Conquest number one. Yeah, so like if we would go back and do Gemini Storm number one, but I can't. I'm like drawing issue number nine. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna go do. This. Okay, you know, no, we were, we got six issues of Anunnaki. It's like, yeah, oh, an issue one. I drew the sky a little bit different. Maybe I should go back. No, I'm not going to go back. That's what I'll it is. Change it was like, go on. It, yeah, it's yeah. a body of work. It's like, you know, it, and it progresses. Yeah. It should. I mean, it's, it's. Like from issue one to issue four, it looks 
Yeah. Hopefully better. Exactly. It's a fluid process, and you're going to learn as you go along. Nothing's going to be perfect, and it should never be perfect. And if you think it's perfect, then you should probably stop doing this. Because <laughs> it's comic. Yeah, once yeah. you think you're done, you just hang it up, you know. I look at it as a fluid process, and it's a never-ending process. And the more you observe life and see the real people in real-life situations around you, the better it is for your comics. Because yeah. you can create these false worlds and these fiction worlds and put them on paper. Yeah. And they, you know, and or in the real world. Yeah, exactly. You'll be able to understand things a lot better. And, you know, as you grow as a person, hopefully your art grows because you understand more and you put in more in parts of yourself in it, I guess. Yeah. So let's, um, what books are you working or do you have under your belt? Let's put it that way. Oh man, as far as books that are out, I got Gemini Storm, the trade, uh, issues one through five, which are put in a trade, they're out. I've and who is that, is that under what label? a book, um, put out by David Herbert. It's available on indieplanet.com. Uh, they put a lot of independent comics out. Yeah, let's go to indieplanet.com, search Gemini Storm, and you can either buy the single issues or the trade. Uh, okay. Issue six should be out soon. I'm penciling issue nine right now. Um, and on that, those I, are full color, right? Those are full color. Yeah, I inked issues one and two of that as well. And then we had different inkers for three, four, and five, and six. Uh, I inked half of it. Yeah. <laughs> I well, wish um, I had an inker I could trust. Well, David, David, David did it all for me. Yeah, that's not my book. I'm just. I mean, oh yeah. I, I no, get I, co-creator I credit, but I mean that's David's baby, and yeah, know, I, I just do the work and. Uh, I told him, I said, look, dude, I, I, I would rather put more time into penciling it and mm-hmm. making my pencils look better than to ink it. And he said, cool. And he found an inker and he paid for the guy. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, more, it, more power to you. I'm just, <laughs> just and then, Yeah. And then, uh, well, issue seven and eight, it's kind of, uh, there's like a dream type scenario where she's, the main character, Elizabeth, is off in her own mind. And, um, <clears throat> takes place half in the real world and half in her mind. So we got a, an inker to ink the dream world stuff. So mm-hmm. It looks a little bit different, a little bit different style of mine. And I like think, more ink wash or? Um, uh, just more of that 90s style. A lot of extra line work. Oh, like Mary Windsor Smith. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, yeah. Um, so I got him to, we got him to ink the dream world <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and I inked all the stuff that was in the real world. So I inked half of seven and half of eight and then she gets out of the, the coma. And then spoilers. I, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> Um, of course, what keeps going? Money she not. Well, we love it. We don't know how yet. she gets out of it yet, or in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just penciling issue nine. Um, I got Anunnaki. The trade uh, will be the black and white trade anyway. Will be out by the time you hear this. Uh, I did issues one through six of that. It's a trade issues one through six. That'll be a black and white trade, but the single issues are going to come out in color. We've just got semi-finished issue three, and we'll get it all the way done through six, singularly colored, and then we'll get a bigger trade that comes out, the colored version, a bunch of extra stuff, cool, like cool. this, some scripts and, you know, character designs and sketches I've done over the years. Like I said, I worked on it for like five years before it came out, mm-hmm. and that's one of my babies because I did most of the creative writing on that. Um, the Thunderfrog Charity Anthology, I was actually the art director on that project. We uh, helped get all these artists together. I did one of the eight-page short stories. And if you don't know about that book, um, it's a, it's an anthology book, 140-some-odd pages, a bunch of different short stories. I think 13 short stories done by different creative teams, and all the proceeds of that book go to the Seattle Children's Hospital, or, uh, you know, we're going to expand to other children's hospitals soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can pick that up uh, on Indie Planet as well, or you can go to thunderfrogcomics.com. 
and go into the store section there and you can buy it there. That way we can track everything and uh, get the money to the right hospitals. And I'm currently working on a book. It's not out yet. Uh, it'll be 92 pages. I'm on page 61. It's called Beacon 100, written by that uh, Jerry Wright. Cool. Walter Jerry Wright. <laughs> Do it like a question. Walter Jerry, right? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> but, uh, before, I mean, I've got, I've got tons of short stories I did before that. I did a webcomic for a long time on Drunk Duck called Cat and Dog. It was a bunch of Seattle superheroes, and we got the equivalent of five and a half issues of that done. Um, and, you know, I've done short stories for a ton of different people. Companies aren't even around anymore, but they did pay me, so. <laughs> as long as cool. the clears it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm out there. I just I probably might not have credit for everything I did, but I'm out there. I've been, you know, getting published and paid to draw comics since 2002. So, yeah, it's been a long... I've been publishing but not getting paid for... <laughs> uh, so yeah, I used to just well, then, look for people that want to... <laughs> yeah. Want to yeah, get artists. I, I mean, there's people out there that want artists. You just got to... Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I get people who want artists, but they all want to work for free. And yeah, it's like uh, one guy wants you to do work for like a Dungeons and Dragons type of game, like character design. And I was like, yeah, and I see his name, and he's got credentials, and he's done a lot of work. Like, yeah, I'm not okay. going to do anything till the the project is done, and then we do a Kickstarter. And I was like, wait, 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 yeah, no, my time is valuable. <laughs> you get paid, dude. I tell you know, I, I I get paid every ten pages in advance from yeah. uh, from from Walter on this vegan story. So I you know, every ten pages I'm guaranteed to get money. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta set you gotta make your own rules for your art and you have to uh I'm not the best at this, I'll be honest, because I get screwed over a lot too, but you know, in theory it should work. <laughs> you gotta go out there and you gotta put down the rules for your art, you know, especially when you're doing commissions and stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, you want a commission? Hey, you're gonna pay me, you know, I want 50% up front, and as soon as that hits my PayPal, I will start working on your project. Yeah. I'll collect the other 50 upon completion, you know, and I'll send you emails of the progress along the way. I mean, that's, that's basically what I do. Yeah. And you know, but if you want something, then you let me know. You can email me at harrisonwoodahotmail.com. I don't care if people get a hold of me. But no, that, that's how I work. Well, for the hotmail. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> I had one because, like, I wanted to have an email on every front, like Gmail, Yahoo. You know, so it's like, even if I like, just hung me at Immortal Chain at any of those. And then Hotmail became, like, a ghost town. <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah. I got it. Oh, whatever worked. And never got rid of it. And, yeah, it's like know. my Yahoo. Like, I don't really use it, but it was the first one I had. I got three Yahoo's every year. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes through Gmail, though, like everything. Like that. Yeah. Well, I have a Google Gmail, Chrome too. I mean, my PayPal took up to my Gmail, but yeah. I mean, people want to get a hold of you, just hit me up on Hotmail. No, seriously, it's like, or Twitter that's and what Facebook. I tell people. Do. Yeah, and that's how I, I do a lot of stuff that way, and sometimes people want specific stuff, or like yesterday, I just was doing a drawing for fun and posted on Facebook and said, I want to buy it. So, I mean, now, you got to let people know that your stuff's for sale, and you got to... Go to where people want to buy your art, I guess. I mean, I hit up a lot of posts. There's a lot of posts that people, oh, hey, I already got an artist. But, I mean, I found Gemini Storm through an artist like that, you know. I, I've had other friends that have had success doing that, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It's it, com has a forum where people post help on paid positions, you know. It's not the greatest money in the world, but you're going to get paid to draw. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason I started doing the book is like I was. I was like, I 
um, or at least the way I've convinced my brother that you're drawing all the time. Let's put it to something. You know, that you're drawing for nobody now. Now you can try to draw for an audience. My buddy Dev used to tell me, uh, he's uh, Dev Madan. He helps create Young Heroes in Love for DC. He was an artist on that book, almost every issue. Um, he used to tell me, uh, cause I used to draw my sketchbooks all the time. I got a ton of sketchbooks at the house. I got volumes of them. Yeah. And he's like, we'd all meet up, all the artists in Seattle. And I was like, yeah, I'm excited to do that. And we'd show our art off and, He'd already worked for DC, you know. He's like, he's like, uh, Woody. They call me Woody. He's like, man, because you can draw all this stuff in a sketchbook, and you know, maybe 50 people will see it. But if you put out a comic and you get 100 to 500 people to see it, it's a lot, you know, bigger mm-hmm. forum. Yeah. So ever since then, I was trying to think bigger to get my work out to more people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he's really the one that, you know, it sat in my mind for a while, but you know, his words stuck with me all these years later. And, you know. It's working out. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not complaining. 200 page project. Yeah, exactly. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I hope they have one of those lined up soon. I gotta meet with my people to. Oh man, like I said, you do good work. It'll happen. Just keep plugging away and keep yeah. doing what you're doing and keep stepping outside the box. Dude. No, that's what got the recognition. I mean, I don't want to say anything officially on a recorded thing, but like, like uh, you know, I just doing stuff with the, the Japanese brush pen. It's just. You know, BS and at work at lunch, you know, and then you post it. The professional wants you to see it and goes, yeah, we want you to do that for us. You know, once we have the project lined up, we're going to pay you X, X, X dollars per exactly. page. And they're like, is that, is that offending you? And I'm like, I'm getting paid zero, zero, zero dollars. <laughs> so the fact that you want to pay me is awesome. <laughs> you could have said half or a third of that amount, and I would have yeah. been like, yes, I'll do it. I mean, and that's it. I mean, there's always people willing to pay you, but yeah, and it might not be what you want. Considering the, the people that are asking me have, like, pedigree, and they've done, like, a decade-plus worth of work, and they're recognized at conventions, and, you know, they're, you know, they're also, they're, they're now coming back to indie market, and they're doing their own thing here, and hopefully I'll have them on the podcast soon. See? Talk to them. That's awesome. I know. But it's also, like, you they do a lot of conventions, that. like, a lot of the creators, and it's, like, I can't wait for the question season to end so you guys can actually be back in town and sit down and talk to me on Facebook about, hey, yeah. you know, got my hopes up like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, I'm, he's I will, I will take a hiatus on Conquest and Chance Action to work on a page project that I'm getting paid for. You know? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, just keep plugging away. Dude. Yeah. Mean, keep in contact with those people that you know that. They're doing, you know, bigger and better things and what you consider bigger and better things. And I'm sure they consider something bigger and better too. But, um, yeah. you know, just keep in contact with them. They'll help you out. I mean, I was talking to one of my buddies today. He's, I don't know if I can say his name. I won't say his name yet, but, uh, he just got a, uh, you know, he's got a deal to do a filling issue on a Marvel box. Nice. And he was telling me, he's like, look, dude, send me some of your stuff so I can show some people. I mean. So nice. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep in contact with those people. I've kept in contact with this guy for years, and you know. Yeah, and he's, he's, got, off, he's, you know? he's got a good body of work. Yeah, he's, he's done stuff for DC, Image. I mean, it's, it's, you um, gotta keep in touch um, with all of them. And he do some stuff for Starkings, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's about where I, he really blew up. Yeah. Like Just saying that right now, people already know who you're yeah, talking about. They're gonna go look at one now. Well, no, if you look at Starkings books, and it's yeah, like, it's what did he do? Oh, one book, he's a big name. <laughs> <Yeah>. Marvel. <laughs> I might have to do an edit. 
this, this book will probably be out by the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll yeah, I, I still have a bunch of episodes there. But, um, oh. but yeah, okay, so you have Gemini Storm, uh, uh, the Anunnaki. Anunnaki. So let's get the elevator pitch on, the, like, just kind of a rundown. So people who are interested, they can know what they can look for. Gemini Storm is a book about a future world where a disease and virus gets out that doesn't turn people into zombies. It turns them into monsters. Um, <laughs> and we have our heroes, uh, Elizabeth and uh, Midnight, who are, you know, brother and sister. They don't know that yet when they first meet, but you find that out uh, by the end of the first second issue. Um, and they go around helping the people of the fictional town of Junessa, you know, trying to hold these monsters at bay while they continue to look for a cure. And they have some kind of magical psychic link between them, like Escape to Witch Mountain. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you can't remember that. Mountain? I probably did look my dog. The little boy played the harmonica. Oh, yeah. And another good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they fight these monsters in Tunisia. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why, um, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, we go inside of her head later, and there's mm-hmm. reasons behind that. And it's written really well. David does a great job writing it. And, uh, you know, I really got work on a regular series on that book. So before that, I'd only done a lot of short stories or some one-shots, yeah. and that was the first time I, I did a series, and you can see massive progression in the first five <laughs> issues. But uh, six to nine, I'm really proud of. I'm proud of it all, but uh, yeah. you can pick up the first five issues and get the beginning chunk part of the story, and like I said, that's at Indie Planet. You can also get that. It's under farcomics.com. It's in the store there. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't start feeling good about conflict to like, issue three or four. Yeah, I mean, you got it, because, you know, the, um, I was literally learning how to, like, undo what I had learned digitally to go yeah, practical. Okay, I talked to uh, Scott Collins once, and he told me that uh, it takes him, like, three to five issues to get used to the characters. Mm-hmm. And it takes you a while to get used to people. You, can, you know, just throw on one issue, you're not going to get that. So that's why, you know, I love the stuff that Jim and I saw in progressive. You can see the characters evolve as characters, how I envisioned them. and Yeah, even or who they just become. Yeah, who drawing they become them. drawing them, yeah. So and that's a great, that's a cool book. Um, I like working on it. It's fun. Um, the Anunnaki book is based off of uh, Ancient Aliens. There, anybody watch the show Ancient Aliens? Um, <laughs> was that Chariot of the Gods? Yeah, uh-huh. Chariot of the Gods. Yeah. Eric Von Duncan, but it's more it's more Zachary Sitchin's work. Um, he wrote a series of books called The Earth Chronicles. I've read all of them. Great books. They're awesome. And uh, most of them, you know, uh, I think uh, the first seven books are all nonfiction books. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's, you know, he does archaeology. He, he did. He passed away in 2010. He went over to these places these, that we have on the planet, like the Pyramids of Giza, the Temple of Baalbek, um, some of these, you know, the, the Mayan pyramids, all these different ancient societies and the Egyptian play, you know, they talk about their, their, their legends and their myths and Indian Venice and stuff. And they talk about these beings that came from the sky that mm-hmm. taught us these civilization and stuff. So I, I read all Sitchin's books. It fascinated me. Uh, my dad got me into that too. Uh, that's another story. I, I really, I, I talk about it in the first issue. You can read it. Um, it's a very personal story between me and my dad, and he's not here anymore. But uh, I started this project, I'd say, at the end of 2008. And um, now it's coming out, but it follows um, the Anunnaki, which means those who from heaven to earth came. It follows them from their planet to earth and the events that take place afterwards that, uh, some of us know through legend or myth or religion, according to them, was their truth that these yeah. beings lived with them on this planet. Cool. So yeah, and uh, that's what uh, that's about. I, I, it's actually going to be done in two parts: issues one through six, and then six through twelve. But I took a break after six 
to work on this Beacon book. Yeah. And while we got it lettered and colored and stuff, and um, the Beacon book is just about a guy hitman who it's called Beacon 100. You know, he he when he first became a hitman, he was told he's got to get out of the game before he makes 100 hits. Mm-hmm. And the book's about uh, his last few hits. You know, it would come in and he's at like 95 or something. Yeah. You know, he retires, he gets the big watch from the government, you mm-hmm. know, and thank you for your service, blah, blah. And then just when you think he's out, he gets sucked <laughs> right back in. And uh, basically, it's, yeah, it's, an action, it's an action story about a freaking hitman that nice. I was drawing. I draw people's heads getting blown off. And, you know, I didn't draw a whole lot of military stuff before, so it's kind of cool. I can go online yeah. and, and go to different websites and look up. It's nice when you get to to broaden your spectrum. Yeah. Like, say, you're working on, like, a, like with the monsters in Gemini Storm, or, like, I do, like, Conquest with all the sci-fi, and, like, yeah. you got, like, like 12 main characters, and they all look different, and half of them are <laughs> aliens, and then, like, yeah. they're all talking to each other, and it's just, like, I can't remember all the names. Now, I wanted to work on it since 1997 or 8, and I got to <laughs> high school designing these characters, and so many versions, but, you know, it, it was fun to go from that to chain reaction, you know, with more uh, superheroes and spandex. Yeah, it's explosions and superpowers and like you can even see in some of the pages like, yeah, I'm having fun there, you know, like yeah. twisting up angles and uh just thinking of cool ways. We were just talking the other day about like how the two brothers have um like projectile powers from like their hands. Yeah. One's more lightning and one's more like a just a laser blast. But it's like, you know, there somebody's talking about how you just make a one handed you know, fist explosion or fingers up or something. And I was like, yeah, I said, I don't know if I did it consciously. I must have thought about it at some point where, like, one of the brothers, when he does it, is more, like, you know, Superman posy. And the other one is more of, like, he kind of throws it up. You know, oh. kind of thriller. Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> one's more Superman, one's more Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah. But it's just, like, it's like a subconscious way of, like, oh, that's how, you know, beyond the fact that one's blue and one's, like, yellow and red, is, like, kind of just ways to distinguish, you know, uh, how each of their, uh, you know, powers work or how they, as characters, like one is more aggressive, so he's got more claws with the hands and one's more straight arrow. He's got more of a, you know, classic fist, clenched fist when he does his powers and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff I like to do, you know. Yeah, superhero comics are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like but it's also like less costumes. Like yeah. everybody in the, the Conquest book has like, Buckles and straps and capes and shirts yeah. and jackets. That's why I like drawing the different stuff. Like, I, you know, Deacon takes place now, and it's mm-hmm. basically now. Yeah. Gemini <laughs> Storm, you know, obviously there's monsters. <laughs> kind of a futuristic <laughs> place. And then Anunnaki takes place, you know, thousands of years ago. So I don't get to draw any nice buildings like today, but it's <laughs> cool. I get to draw, like, pyramids and ziggurats and, like... Spaceships. Yeah, and old Sumerian <laughs> towns. Yeah, like the old Egyptian stuff, and so that's cool. I love looking that stuff up, and that's I, I like the you know yeah. it works nicely. <laughs> yeah, I I look forward to uh, ending the first arc of Conquest uh, to do something else because we have a bunch of projects, but we don't have a lot of people to work on them. How many issues is the, is the arc? Uh, I want to say we're going to end it around eight or nine. Oh. So I've got about three more issues to do, two more yeah, issues cool. to do. Yeah, and. Uh, my brother was like, oh, we have all these projects. What do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I'm down for anything. He's like, you want to just keep going with Conquest? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I've, I've been working steadily like the last, you know, two or three years on this one book, you know, just yeah. trying to get it done whenever I have time and uh, and, yeah. and being lazy sometimes or not getting scripts in, you know, because yeah. we're both on either side of the country. And see, then that's like, 
you know. Even in, like, mainstream comics, like, people don't stay on books as long as they used to. Like, no. people used to stay on books for years, and, you know, and... Yeah, or if they, if they would, they would have, like, two art teams. Yeah. You know, like, Crockham and Byrne would just alternate. Crockham and Byrne, yeah, just Crockham did, like... Until Byrne just kind of... Burns, well, see, he's a superstar, basically. Burns so. like an alien. He's not an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's awesome. No, but he, uh, yeah, he took over everything. Well, he, at one point, he was doing, like, what, three comics a month. I mean, that's... Yeah, he's like writing and drawing the Fantastic Four, writing and drawing Alpha Flight, and he was writing the thing. And it's like, yeah. Where do you have time Plus to do all this stuff, dude? Yeah. yeah. But, like uh, Kirby doing, like, Captain America, Thor, and... Uh, yeah, Kirby was. Remember, see, those books weren't coming out every month back then either. A lot of stuff was coming out every other month, and so you weren't just doing all Fantastic Four. All I know, Spider-Man came out bi-monthly for a while, and then it went monthly. And Ditko did what first twenty thirty-eight issues of the first two annuals of Spider-Man. He did the uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. So he did. The first he did. Uh, actually, it was, it was 111 issues he did. Ditko. No, yeah. Ditko only went up to issue 38 because John Romita Senior took over at issue 39. Cause, Cause, I mean, because I, I remember they had a thing where. No, I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. It's Kirby. About Kirby and Fantastic Four. Four yeah. I remember at one point there was a competition. Like, like, I know my Spider-Man. But, like, <laughs> no, no, I, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I got the wrong. I know my Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just got the two legends. Oh, no, it's all Kirby good. and yeah. Dicko. But to be fair, Kirby did do number one cover. <laughs> he did the cover for Amazing Fantasy. Yeah. And Dicko did all the inside art for yeah. that. And then he did the first, yeah. I think Kirby did like a backup annual. He did this. He did uh, Spider-Man issue number eight, where the Human Torch, uh, Spider-Man meets the Human Torch. I yeah, he drew that. No, he did and, like a backup uh, story. He did a he he did a, an elongated version of Spider-Man's meeting of the Fantastic Four from issue one. He did an elongated version of that yeah. in an annual. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was Kirby on Fantastic Four, like 108 issues. Yeah, right? him and him and Stanley did that. Yeah, didn't Eric Larson break that record? Um, yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think they count that. But I think it was actually the people that, at least in Marvel, because in Marvel they said the longest run on a book, and then um, Bendis and Bagley broke that with Ultimate Spider-Man with 118 mm. issues. Mm. But yeah, Eric Larson's up to almost 200 issues. Great. Like he even went back when they did the image crossover. He's, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god, I, I I just picked up a bunch of Larson <laughs> Savage Dragons I didn't have. Um, Savage Dragon. Yeah, that's yeah. At one point, that was like my top favorite book. Like I could not. Like I was I, I it was like old school. Like I was on a hunt. Like I was hunting for that book. I was just could not get enough of it. Like I go to every shop. Go through all the back issue bins and pull out every single Savage Dragon I saw that, you know, like, I know I don't have that one. Man, because his covers are all, you know, so different. Like, there's no two Eric Larson is incredible. Dude. I, I, when, I, when he took over Spider-Man after McFarlane left, it was, uh, it was it blew my mind. It's like, it was wow. like, like, man, you can't take over for Todd McFarlane. He's great. He's the best there is. And then Eric Larson came along. And I'm just like, wow, these guys are totally on different levels in their both fantastic, Both yeah, amazing, amazingly gifted artist. No pun and, and Eric Larson, I've seen him. You know, he, I've seen him draw cons and stuff. Like he draws so fast, <laughs> and, like, and not traditionally. Like he holds it by everything. Oh. He holds the pen all it's like, like this, like yeah. yeah it's, it's, you can't see it, but it's, it's like, like wow. he puts it between his two front fingers and just almost like gesture drawing. Yeah, wildly. And it's like 
this guy, he's got simplification down to basically, you know, it's an art or a science. He's just got simplification down. It's just like, yeah, he knows exactly what like, he's done. And I'm taking five lines and I'm going to draw this picture. And I'm just like, whoa, how'd you do that? <laughs> I can't wait to, to meet him at a show. I think he's going to be at Colin Cosby. You haven't met him before? No, he's, he's one of my awesome. idols. Well, if you look at any list of people I talk about, it's like, Jim Lee, Scott McDaniel, Eric Larson, Mike Ringo, uh, Mike Turner. Like, those are, like, top five. I, I, he probably wouldn't remember me, but I've met him a couple times at Emerald City Con. I've met him at San Diego, and I met him at WonderCon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's an incredible guy, man. Yeah, I heard he's great. And, uh, Romita Jr., although, uh, I love Romita Jr. stuff. I got nothing bad to say about that guy, dude. <laughs> he's incredible, man. Yeah, I love, I, I like his more down-to-earth character stuff. Like, his yeah. X-Men stuff was good, but when it's more about, like, the characters out of costume, but when he's in a costume, I don't know, it feels a little kind of like, like he's not in the comfort zone. You know what I mean? Know, I mean, like, like, look at all the big costumes and the big guns and, you know. That's part of what's so great about it. It's kind of quirky, you know. I think Dan Green was inking like, him at that time. Maybe Dan Green inked some stuff with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, man. That was right before Joe Mad took over. He, uh, he's all about, he's another guy that's just about simplification, though, and telling the story, and he's got his own quirky little his, like, uh, style that goes to it, and it's, it his, works with everything he does. Have yeah. you seen the Superman stuff he did? Oh, I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I love yeah. his uh, run on Spider-Man with Straczynski. Yeah, that, that is my favorite too. run of Spider-Man. Like, of almost any... Yeah, I like that run on Spider-Man. I mean, even better than his original. His original run was good. I mean, but he was doing more of that Marvel House style and trying to be like his dad. And I mean, back in the day? Back in the day, in yeah. the 80s. And, um, this is like 2000. Then when he came back, yeah, I mean, that stuff was incredible. That was, it was yeah, like, what, January, December of, nine, of 2009? He started with issue 30, though. Yeah. It was like a relaunch. Yeah. But he... Uh, because I, like, I know, like, like issue twenty something was the nine eleven issue. No, thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah, I've got, I got him to sign that for me. Yeah, I've got all. He all took a those. gold pen and just drew Spider Man eyes and a little web and dated yeah. it. Yeah, I got him to sign it in two thousand and two. So uh, yeah. Yeah, was, uh, but those, that whole thing was like, and um, like I, I love again, I like all the line art he's done and all that, but I always feel like his the colors they had on him were never the best until that. Right. That Spider-Man. That was, yeah. well, that was, that was a lot of computer Dan color. Camp, yeah. Well, they had it before, but they would always be like very dulled. Well, well they, they got different paper. Like nice, didn't they use a different gloss type paper, paper for the, for the, for the interiors? But they got like with the Avalon Studios. Right. And yeah, they were. I just know Ramita's such a stand-up guy. I remember being at WonderCon. It was either 2002 or 2003, and I had to catch a flight back to Seattle. Because I was only there for I was there for Friday, Saturday, part of Sunday, and uh, you know I'd met him on Friday. We talked a little bit. I told him I wanted to show my art. I was in line to get him to autograph some comics. There was a bunch of people behind me, and he like stopped the line mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes just to go over my art with me and give me critique and tell me stuff to work. And I thought that was cool. I mean, you know, cool. He had like a line of like you know 30 plus people behind me, and he you know thought it, thought it was cool to take the time and then telling that stuff so you know and I'd seen him at a few cons after that you know he, he, his, him and his wife Kathy yeah. <laughs> and I met his dad senior once too and got him to sign oh, nice. he was a great great family dude and uh, yeah he used to know me as, as a radio DJ that wants to draw a comic book <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I haven't seen him in years, but uh, he was so nice, and he was one of the main people that would always get back to me about art. Oh, stuff. cool. And he'd been in the business for years at the time. That's, that's how nice a guy he is. Yeah, he's been in now, what, 40 30, years? 40 years, yeah. Or more. He, he'd been in it for, what, um, just over 30 years back then, and he was that nice. And yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, he's also started really young, like, freaking awesome. 17, or, no, like, 14, uh... Used to watch his dad draw Spider-Man growing up. I mean, yeah, that, and they would plot out Daredevil pages. And yeah, it's like, like you wake up and you just hang out with your dad, and he's drawing Spider-Man for them. Yeah, before you go to school, I'm like, well, <laughs> who well, does like, that? He said he did lettering for a uh, Journey into Mystery backup or something. Really? Like his first yeah. credit he, in a comic book. Yeah, and uh, you know, and you've seen his art progress. He's oh yeah, his stuff. I mean, his Iron Man stuff was incredible, but he, you know, and he also the first Iron Man run he had. The help of you know Bob Layton inking him too, yeah. and that, those two together did some incredible stuff. And then when he came back and did that second run of Iron Man, and he was more like in his new cartoony yeah. style, and it was awesome. I mean, he does great, he, great storytelling. There's another guy who's yeah, great storytelling. Yeah, dude. I love what he did with the Man Without Fear with Frank Miller. Oh, but again, but for me, like like that's that's what I I like. I mean, I'm hoping to get a book like that. Thing where it's just down to earth characters, you know. Have you seen well, it? still like Daredevil it? doing outrageous stuff. Yeah. It's still like the guy in a real world environment. That's just that end shot with the bullet. Man. There's a there's a there's a picture that they've got in the Modern Masters John Romita Jr. book, and it's like pencil sketch from that Daredevil series, and it's just like Matt Murdock and like the college in the back, mm-hmm. and it's pencil, and it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, dude. I was like, that's like a, jaw drop. That's what his his kind of semi-regular inker, right? Klaus Jansen. Yeah, but that was just a pencil one before he gave No, it. I know, yeah, but it was... Yeah, that was, that yeah. was great. Yeah, Klaus is... I think he's still doing it with... He's doing it with him on Superman, yeah. I like Danny Mickey stuff when he did Eternals. That was kind of cool, kind of like, it was a different, you know, it seems like they used heavier brushes on him. Most yeah. times Danny Mickey is more about, like, finesse. Well, Klaus yeah. is all about tearing up the page. And yeah. <laughs> but I like... I, I like what Tom Palmer did, too, where... Uh, Tom Palmer... I love the Tom Palmer on the Incredible Hulk back in the early 2000s, 2002 to like 39 to something. Maybe even, yeah, maybe even before that, 34, Ellen. Yeah, Tom Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Jones was writing it, right? Yeah. He shaved his head and became like a spy thriller. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I, 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 well, I'm more so, because I remember that's why I got the book. I was like, oh, for me, it's on it. He just finished Spider-Man right before that. That's what I got on it. And I was like, I don't get it. And then, uh, yeah. And then they had to, who's it, uh, Mike Yatta Jr. Mike Yatta, he came in afterwards. Yeah. Oh, his stuff has really grown. Wow, he's his stuff is so house styly And, like, at one point I heard he had a studio where he had taught people to draw like he did. And they, that's why he was doing, like, Thor and then Electra all at the same time. And he had the ink teams. And, like, wow. he would just do layouts and the people do finishes and inks and it'd be like drawn by Diado Studio. See, that'd be cool. <laughs> but now, I mean, he, it's all him. Like, he does like yeah, a, he, an amazing combination of both. He great work on The Amazing Spider-Man, too. Oh, yeah. He was right, that was right, that. After, right after Romita, too? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, he's taking over for everybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he did, he did that whole, what, Gwen Stacy had Norman Osborn's <laughs> kid story arc. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about being a Spider-Man fan now? I love Spider-Man, man. <laughs> Just don't mess up Gwen Stacy. <laughs> uh, I'm I love that new Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman. Oh, yeah. That looks really good. I hope she gets more time. I think she's going to be in Spider-Man issue 7 or something. But, uh... Yeah. 
I haven't followed much of that Edge of Spider-Verse stuff. I mean, for oh, me, it's like... It. It's, it's pretty... I like it just because I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. But I, I follow it like, oh, who's drawing that? Who's drawing that? I used to be... At one point, I was like, who's writing that? You know, like Bendis. And it's like, yeah, but it's also Bendis. And anything he writes is pretty fantastic. Roberto Ramos is doing the Amazing Spider-Man. I've been following that. Yeah, that's great. Like, since I guess, I think I got 700 or whatever it was. Yeah. For the big finale. Um, and yep. I don't remember getting Superior, so I think 52 had just come out or something oh, like that. I like Superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I heard it was great. I'm waiting for the trade to come Doc out. Doc to pick it up. Cause he, I, Otto Octavius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also watching that Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon now. I haven't That's seen that fun. yet. It's I fun. Like, it. It's for kids, but it's also like, there's some, you know, there's some joke in there. For uh, I don't know. I just kind of watch it online. I think they're on, like, season four. But, like, they showed a clip, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Donald Glover is doing the voice of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, glad. I heard Morales. that. I heard about that. Oh, they even showed, like, a clip. Childish Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they showed a clip? They showed a clip of uh, the animated series where he shows up and he, Miles wow. Morales is there. That's you awesome. Know? But it's, it's, it's kind of, it's very, like, slapsticky at some point, isn't it? Like, he'll do, like, like a... <laughs> kind of a Zach Morris cutaway, like yo. Zach Morris. Yo, look at the cat. The shape on the bell reference. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's within your. <laughs> I was watching the, uh, the the movie behind the scenes. Oh, based like, off a screeching book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw that the other week. That's awesome. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard like you know, like like Zach good. and Slater uh, were supposed to be all into each other. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, but like he'll he'll turn to the camera. Like the background will go black and white. It look like he's in front of a projection screen. He's like a little cast shadow. He's like, "How crazy is this?" <laughs> and then he'll turn back and go back into the scene. Or like he'll like like something will happen. He'll like get big eyes and freak out. And you hear like a monkey is like <laughs> freak. And that gets me every time they do that. But other times like they do like little chibi versions or something I silly happens. It's, it's just like fun. It. Like I like all Spider-Man cartoons. Obviously, yeah. But, uh, my favorite yeah. one was the, the MTV one in the early 2000s, where it was like kind of half computer done, half. Is that the one they yeah. showed on Fox as well? I'm not sure if they showed it on Fox. I know. I remember there was Hauser was the voice. MTH. Oh you know, yeah, Patrick, uh, that Parker, one. Lisa oh, Lowe that was, was later uh, in the 90s. I'm, I yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah, no, the one that came. It's in two, early 2000s. 2000s yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the one from the 90s. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. no, the rock on. I am daring was Harry Osborne. Harry Osborne. Yeah, I don't think I ever got to watch that one. Uh, I've got them all on DVD. It's a great cartoon. <laughs> I know uh, they got Michael Clark Duncan to be Kingpin's voice in the cartoon. Yeah. And Queen Latifah was a voice in one of them. <laughs> I remember that. She's some kind Random. of random. <laughs> they were trying to get like a guest star. I mean, it was cool though. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it just ended. They never came back for a second season. And they ended it with him giving up being Spider-Man, like in Spider-Man <laughs> Two. You know where he just, yeah. That's how they ended the first season. They never came back with another. Yeah, because mostly I think most people were like, "We're not watching MTV for cartoons." It's <laughs> That was a great cartoon. Oh, yeah. Now, I know they even tried to bring back, like, Liquid TV yeah. at one point. I think really? it was at the same time. Because yeah. I remember back in, like, the early 80s, like, they had Liquid TV. I haven't watched MTV in so long now. Yeah, I haven't watched any television or cable. I just can't do it. I just, like, I waste so much time with the DVDs I have at home and seasons of shows. But, yeah. You know. Battle Star Galactica. I, I just watched that. I still got to watch it. You want to. I've got every episode of that on DVD, too. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. 
Best show ever. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm really digging the Arrow show. Arrow is okay, one of my favorites. Hey, I, uh, show. I just let um, our friend Vince borrow season one. I got it on Blu-ray. I know season two just came out, but I'm not ready to buy it yet. Check it out. They're always like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, I'm not. I saw it on sale at like 10 bucks season one Blu-ray. I was like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah that's great. If something's 10 bucks, yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Well, um, even if it could have been like 15 bucks, I'd like for the Supergirl show. I'm excited. Yeah, DC's really I want to see what's going to happen out. with that. And I'm going to watch The Flash when it comes out. I haven't watched the leaked pilot yet. A lot of I'm not going to say how, but I did. Really good. Okay. I'm really good. And it's, I haven't got to see Gotham. It's on the DVR. It's, it's good. I liked it. It was much grittier and much darker than I thought it was going to be. Cool. I mean, you can tell it's going to be dark and gritty, but it's like... Oh, and then, tonight. Yeah. Doctor Who as well. Ugh. See, I'm not a big Doctor Who, but my daughter, she loves uh, Doctor Who. You gotta start with Eccleston and go from there. Yeah, my daughter's huge Doctor Who. She's oh, Daddy, it's coming on. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. She you can believe in the, re- the reality of Spider Man. You can believe in the reality of Doctor Who. I know. I know. She, I, so she's got me to watch a couple episodes, and she got me to watch The Walking Dead. I wasn't watching that show until like the second or third second season. And she uh, yeah. She got me hip to that. She's like, Daddy, my yeah. mommy's we watched The Walking Dead. Da, da, da. You know, she's. She's like 15 years old. I'm like, wow, well, these people are getting their heads chopped. I'm like, you like this? It's all fake. It's all CGI, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Grow up, Dad. Yeah, I'm like, I know. I'm picture of my son. He's reading uh, Walking Dead number one with a zombie little statue, like on the stroller, and he's just like, I'm just like, click. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. Like, the only zombies that freak him out are, um, like, in, like, Resident Evil video games. Those are scary to him. But, like, we watched. Me and Vince were watching, uh, he brought over Dead Snow, the Swedish zombie film with Nazi zombies. Like zombies, like Nazis got bit by zombies and frozen in the Arctic. What? And then these hikers cause like some type of like avalanche or something and then the Nazi zombies get out. And they still have tanks at work and like, wow. tanks, and, like the Nazi uh, commandant or whatever comes out, he's got the hat. And I'm like, what? I'm like, uh, I was like, I was like, oh my god, look at Colonel Zombie. Much of the time, who wasn't even really talking, he's like, Colonel Zombie. And then every time he saw Vince, he's like, Colonel Zombie. So that's his nick, that's his name now. We're Colonel Zombie. We're like, we're like, hey, we're like, hey, say hi. And he's like, hi, Colonel Zombie. <laughs> Vince is like, I will take that name forever. <laughs> and then they're having a sequel up coming out. Really? No, too. Yeah, oh. like the zombies come back and we'll have to watch it. Oh I, I'll, I'll have to come over and watch it or something. Yeah. Do a commentary track. Mr. Sun's Theater. I was telling tell Vince, we're talking about this movie called Serbia movie. Uh-huh. Where it's, apparently it's been banned in like 11 countries. So what? horrible. Like every type of crazy offensive, like from like, like, like incest and. Pedophilia and wow. necrophilia and like it, it's like any type of taboo, it breaks it. And he's like, I was reading the Wikipedia description. He's like, and I got disturbed and I had to stop reading Which the is Wikipedia saying something. description because he, he gives you like a plot, like yeah, yeah. every plot point. But and this is the type of guy here, like he'll watch a lot of crazy movies. Like he he laughs at like horror slasher films. He's that type of guy. And if this disturbed him, I'm like, oh man. But I said, what if we were to like find some of the worst movies ever? Go to the Wikipedia page, read out like script synapses, and then just comment on it. You know, like make fun of these films, like uh, like um, what's that one? Uh, Valley of the Dolls. Oh, that Roger Ebert movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I heard that's one of those like, you know, the critic tried to write a movie and it's one of the worst movies ever made. Doesn't he know what's That's good? Why he's a critic. Yeah. <laughs> those who can't do teach, uh, and those who can't teach become critics. Yeah. Or teach gym. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of critics out there, man. Especially yeah. if you're going to do art and perform and write or draw or, you know, sing or try to do anything that's artistic. Yeah. I just, um, I guess brush that stuff off. How long have we been going now? Uh, let's see. Jeez. It's like one big long conversation. Yeah, that's what fun, I love. I love being in the comic shop, though. It's cool. Yeah. We're check out all these X-Men. <laughs> I, I <laughs> and the creator home stuff right here. I was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're at um, Ralph Matthews' Alternate Reality Comics at Maryland Parkway in Flamingo here in Las Vegas, Nevada, America. Yes, and it's incredible. It is. If you ever get a chance, you got to come down here. Yeah, it's like everyone wants. Nice uh, indie section. Yep. Dirge of Victus from the Valkyrie Boys and uh, Contractor. I think it's up there. Yeah. Unless he sold out. Unless he sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Sold out. Uh, and we're right next to like Fathom and Soulfire and Max. Dr. Dr. Oblivion. Dr. Oblivion. Yep. I don't know who did that, but uh, the cover looks pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um shoot, that's about it, man. <laughs> That's all I've been working on in comics. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, thanks for inviting so, me on here to talk. Yeah, man. Uh, well, then we'll wrap it up. Um, you're gonna be. We're gonna be uh, going to L.A. Oh my goodness! I you can't wait. How excited I am for that, dude. This is gonna be first trip uh, where I'm not in an airport for 20 minutes in California. <laughs> <laughs> I have like we've been to California like for a layover. In I haven't Texas. been to L.A. in a long time. I got a cousin I'm probably gonna go see. Uh, yeah, I got a friend on the radio down there who we used to work with each other. Got a couple different stations about 15 years ago. Um, and it's LA. It's the second biggest market in the country, and we're going to be at a comic show with Stanley our Comic Con. Yeah, it's like October thirty first, second, and cool is that? First and second of November. Be in LA and get people that don't normally see our stuff to come see our stuff. Hopefully, I can make some new contacts and yeah, get some cool commission oh, and, and then more comic work. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be like a little ACC hub. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Except in Sig dropout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, somebody dropped out. We're looking for somebody else to take that spot. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Been, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll it happens. Yeah, I mean, plus, even at the, like, all the race we had, are still good, even if it's amongst the three people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, hey, I'm not too And I'll be bringing my microphone on the road trip. Oh, oh, podcast uh, on the road. <laughs> car, <Podcast>. car cast. <laughs> there you go. I've got a bunch of, uh, you know, Jordan, the photographer. Yeah. Kid? Yeah. Uh, he, he Give me rides around and stuff like that, and I just bought the little mini recorder. We started talking, and uh, a lot of this just him talking and me making fun of him <laughs> because he's so young and doesn't know anything in the world. And but he liked it too. There's like I have like 14 like little mini chapters, like 20 oh, minute wow. conversations, but I have no plot point to put it in. Post them all up. Somebody. Else yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for like a secondary podcast where I can just talk with people about. Not, you know, everything and nothing that's not to be comic book oriented. Like a Seinfeld set show. Yeah. Show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so we're going to LA, uh, Kamikaze. We're all going to be in a pod together. Because I think at one point they're like, you want to be separated? I'm like, no, no, let's keep, no, let's keep it together. together. We are stronger. You yeah. separate us and we become weak. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I want a friend to be able to watch my table. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, man, I gotta go to the bathroom. Can you watch my stuff? I don't want people stealing my original. Oh, no, I had two people on either side of me that I didn't know. And it took like a day and a half to get to know Joel Gomez enough to be like, hey, watch my table over in the bathroom because everybody at my table left. Is that amazing? Amazing, baby. Yeah, yeah, see, it's, you, I'm glad I was at a table with people. I knew that that show too. Yeah. yeah. Like you gotta, well, the year before, I had two people with me. I had my, um, I had Vince, and then I had my brother. He flew down for that show, and I bought him an extra pass and a chair. And at one point, I was there just sketching like a madman and doing, like, full-size commissions and head sketches. And then I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And they were both gone. And I'm like, what's the point of you guys being here? <laughs> and I, I had people on one the person I didn't know on one side of me. And then, uh, like, uh, another local artist, Ashley Popwell, was on the other side, but she was really busy. She was packed with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't know when I was in Emerald City, I didn't know if I was going to know anybody. And it just so happened that my, this guy I knew years ago, he did some illustration work in Seattle. He, uh, his girlfriend had a booth right next to me, so he was there. Oh, nice. So I was just like, <laughs> hey, Travis, what's up? Oh, okay, cool. You watch my booth? Oh, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Emerald City, cause, uh, but having a group of friends like, like, yeah. Free and Jeremy and, uh, and I'm not used Victor. to that because, yeah, usually I go to shows and all my friends are, like, scattered around somewhere. Yeah. And we're not all in the same area. But I think it'll be cool. It's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm hoping to have uh, two more books out by then. Uh, hopefully some new prints, you know. Nice. Not not quite what you've got going on, but. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good there. It's not a race. It's, uh, you know. To go at our own pace, We're not racing against anybody, <laughs> racing like, against ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm more. It's like yeah, I'm more just putting it in myself than I am uh, <laughs> at your success. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I just like the funniest thing to say. Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been fun here moving yeah, to Vegas. Man. I think it was it was the right move for me and. uh yeah, I met a lot of great people like you and like you said, Free and Jeremy and you know, Jay and everybody. You know, a lot of the shop owners. Area. Yeah. Ralph Ralph's from and, Ralph's. Uh, we just had we had a meeting kind of regularly up there at Cheese Boy. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. I've, I've met him once. I, I he carried Gemini Storm up there. He had us there for a while. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah he's <clears throat> a great supporter. Like he uh, and Eric up at the back room comedy. I haven't been by that one yet, but... Oh, uh, man, it's right by my house, so I go up there a bunch, and um, Eric's a great guy. He's in a band, too. I feel bad. He played last Friday, and I fell asleep. They didn't go until midnight. I'm like, I'll try to make it. I'll try to make it. <laughs> I fell asleep on my couch because I've been working three in a row graveyard shifts. At the yeah. Place, and I just stayed up Friday. I just drew a bunch of stuff, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I crashed. So I'm sorry, but uh, oh, he's a cool guy. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's got a nice little shop, so... Uh, and that's what I do. I just go computer, drawing table, couch. Yeah. Like, I don't go in my bedroom. It's like, it's just way too far and too much involved to pull back the mattress <laughs> and the comforter and just crash on the couch. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'm just going to keep drawing and. So what are the shows you got planned after that? Uh, I will I don't know any other not show. be anywhere again until Emerald City in March. Okay. So I'm just going to be here. <laughs> I know the um, Wizard World's coming. Yeah, I heard about June that. Um, I'm not sure. Are you can do that show? I might. I I heard, I think it was for somebody on your league, was just like, 
Yeah, Down, you did. You're, 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 that was my buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very hard to Well, I hear they're expanding just to kind of see how it's happening. I don't think they're going to do heavy pricing on a lot of stuff. Just I don't know. We'll see. You know, I guess it depends on how much it costs them to get the, the hauls and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it might be worth a while to do. We'll see. I mean, next year I want to do Emerald City. I want to try to do uh, Portland, uh, Rose City Con in Portland, Oregon, which was just this yeah. past weekend. I missed that. I want to go, uh, obviously, I'll do Amazing Here again. I want to try and do Amazing Arizona, and I want to try and get up to Salt Lake City because my buddy has a table there usually, and he said I might be able to share with him stuff. Yeah, I heard the one in uh, Denver. It's oh, good. Denver, yeah. yeah like, my buddy lives in Denver, and he said that that show, he did pretty good. Yeah, I heard one guy um, on some of the podcasts, he said that uh, if you go up there and you're an indie, because you can bring almost as much as you want, he's like, you'll sell out. He's really? like, your indie stuff, he's like, yeah, so what's the, they're all about that, like all these indie comics. He's the one guy's like, I just, he's like, like I can never bring enough every time. We go. Wow! I, mean, I, I know if I'm gonna bring, I know if I'm gonna overstock it for that show if I go, but uh, I might have to call up my buddy Giselle, the art of Giselle Paul Riley on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, check his art out too, as well as mine, the art of Harrison D. Wood, uh, and uh, the art of James. Stuff. There you go. Plug, plug, plug away. And um, although it seems kind of uh, reductive, it's like I think I have more people on my regular page than on my fan page. Build that up, man. Ah, um. I don't even yeah. do my DeviantArt anymore. Uh, I do my DeviantArt all the time. I do. I put everything on DeviantArt, and then I'll put it on the Art of Harrison B. Wood, and then I'll forward it or share it on my regular Harrison Wood page. So yeah. Try to get more avenues of people <laughs> seeing my work. I don't know. I need that one person to see it that goes, wow, yeah, this guy's really good. We're paying him, you know, this much. And then I'll be like, sweet. Or somebody at Marvel. Or yeah. <laughs> be like, hey. I know I'm already being, I've already been threatened to be kidnapped, uh, and taken to San Diego next year. San Diego is awesome. Because everybody I know is like, you want to San Diego? San Diego? You people don't know anything about comic books. You want to Comic Con? No. I've been to San Diego since 2005. Yeah. 2006. It's just, it's so big. Yeah, it's like 160,000 people. I want to go, but I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go, but it's also like, there's so much. I want to go for like two days. And have Marvel pay for it when I work for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or not work for them. Just have them pay just for have it. Them pay for it. <laughs> and have somebody pay for it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I would well, like to. See, I'm, and I, could, I don't know if I could do like five days, dude. I, Isn't there some Comic-Con they do like a week later? I don't know. I heard there's a Comic-Con right afterwards. Like, no, no. See, that's if you want a comic book Comic-Con, don't go to San Diego. Come to this one a week later. Yeah, San Diego's got so pop culture now, movies, TV shows. Yeah, which is cool, but it's like, I get all the cool stuff at home. Hey, yeah, it's good that comics on are, cell phone know, videos. Superheroes and mainstream comics are getting out there in mainstream media. I love that. Don't get me wrong. They grew up on all this stuff. But yeah. Let's make some shows about comics and the art and the artists. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, Emerald City's still pretty much about comics, but mm-hmm. it's starting to get some, you know, panels about pop culture stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah, they already got a bunch of stars from sci-fi shows and TV shows that show up and you get the autographs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, my daughter got a bunch of Walking Dead autographs last year. Um, yeah, so. And Michelle Nichols is there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mary um, Universe Uhura is my favorite. <laughs> there you go. With the, the mid-group. Go to Emerald nice. City, dude. Meet Michelle Nichols. Um, 
But yeah, it's uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do those few cons next year. We'll see. I'm gonna talk to my buddy in Denver, and I think it'd be good to get around more. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's only so much. I mean, I like being online, and I can talk to people around the world, and people can like my page and my art. But I want to be able to see people and draw more commissions right there, and get Harrison Wood art out to all over. Yeah, and have more people have it. <laughs> yeah, because I know we had a lot of. I think we had more fun just the, the road trip, or at least the hanging out at the location we did free comic book weekend in Arizona. Yeah. For Jesse James. Like, he has a nice, huge shop, and evidently it's, like, doubled in size. And it's, wow. it's like, it's like a whole side of the shopping closet. It's, like, a huge wow. shop. Like, he's got, like, three rooms for gaming, and his that's books everywhere. Like, but we'd also there. done, like, free comic book day, and then everybody stayed up all afternoon and all night and then all morning, and then drove right in the next morning. Oh. Did the work, and then, <laughs> and then had to eat afterwards, and then, with the hotel. But see, that's half the fun. Isn't it, it is fun. It's, 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 it's not a complaint, but it's also like, yeah, it's like, it's like that, that was a lot of the fun part of it. That's what I remember driving from Seattle to San Francisco for, or Oakland to WonderCon when it was down there. I remember 2005, I drove with uh, Corey Lewis and Brandon Graham. Well, we met Brandon in San Diego. We drove from Seattle to San Diego. We met Brandon and Brandon hitched a ride back with us. And we drove back from San Diego to Seattle after like five, six days in San Diego. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Yeah, I think, I think I could do San Diego for like part of the weekend and then, uh, you know, I mean, like, like yeah, Friday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I think I could, be, I could be part of it, but that's, we, we went all five days and it was crazy. It's like recording this and start, first starting to get big and he first came out with like Shark Knife and, and, uh, we didn't have anywhere to stay. We just drove down in a van. We were just going to park on the side of the road. Uh, and it just so happened that my one of these guys that I went to elementary school with <laughs> lived there. And we kept in contact yeah. the whole time. He lived there. He's like, yeah, you guys can stay at my place. And he had, like, the, uh, a guest house. There was a house, a main house, and he lived in the guest house. <laughs> and so we all took turns, like, sleeping between the couch and the floor, like, for the four days. And... He was cool. He went to Comic Con with us a couple of days, you know. Let us stay in his house. It was awesome, dude. It yeah. was just bounce and drive back to Seattle. Well, I bunked with the Valkyrie guys for the free comic book day, and uh, uh, one of the guys was like, "I kind of." He's like, "I'm not. I'm a restless sleeper." He's like, "I do a lot of." Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had like an air mattress on the floor, and then the only other person there with the other bed was the uh, Cubs bed. And he's like, "He's like, you can sleep on that side. You can sleep on the floor." I was like, "I'm comfortable. I'll sleep next to you. I don't care." Soundest sleeping person I've ever slept next to in my life. <laughs> the other guys left early, like 3 a.m. or something. And he comes and just, you know, moved to their bed, but just sat up all morning just sketching and watching the, wow. some horrible movie. <laughs> some Vietnam movie. I remember staying up in San Diego watching uh, that movie, Ong Bok. Yeah. We watched that at Whitman's house, and we were all sleeping on the floor. Corey's like, I got it on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah, know. check out Corey Lewis, too. He's got awesome art. What books did he have? Oh, man, he did Shark Knife. He did Pang. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff for uh, Oni Press. Oh, okay. You can look him up. Corey the Ray Lewis. And uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, I think part of it is based on his life. <laughs> The uh, Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was an easy joke. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, so yeah, there you go. And don't forget about Justin Moore, Tat Norman too. Yeah, all these guys. I it helped me when I was coming up. 
and the rest of the Seattle crew is doing the name. Nice. Uh, okay, well, I think we're done for now. Um, cool, cool, yeah. man. One in 20, so. That was awesome. Awesome. Awesome, thank you, man. Thank you, and hoping we'll have you on next time. Maybe we'll do something else, something. Yeah. Like that Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> A little mystery science theater for some. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I've got, like, I want to, I, I, I do it with the movies that I watch now, but, like, I got, like, uh, like the Blackula double feature. Blackula. And I, I want to do, like, a Mystery Science Theater, just, like, off the cuff with people I know, because, like, I do that, and it's just like, oh. I'll do that, dude. Shoot, i We also watched um, Freddy vs. Jason, Vincent and I, I and we were that. doing that the whole time. Like, we'd already seen it, like, three times before. Oh. But we're just watching it with a cheese boy, just making fun of it. So outrageous and funny. I've and never seen Freddy vs. Jason. Awesome. It's pretty fun. It's I fun. check it out. Yeah, it's no masterpiece of work, but it's it's. <laughs> that is no masterpiece. We just wrapped up. Oh, <laughs> you can grab all my books you want. Looking at comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, let's we'll we'll meet up again next time. And until then, uh, I'm James Stone. I'm Harrison Wood. All right. Remember, uh, these things should be bagged and boarded, you heartless bastard. For more information regarding Immortal Samurai comics and the podcast, please visit immortalsamurai.com. For all the updates on Conquest, Chain Reaction, as well as art, convention schedules, and commission lists, that's www.immortalsamurai.com. Com. The intro and outro music for the Set in Stone podcast is provided by The Devils You Know. You can find them on the Facebook page at The Devils You Know and at ReverbNation.com slash The Devils You Know. Check them out. They're an awesome band. I highly recommend them. Yeah.